Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Welcome to Hey, Jeff, a podcast about Survivor, about Big Brother, and about what, like, old, slightly old content Danielle and I are watching. (laughs) Some slightly old, some extremely old, which I will, I have to talk about this week. Yeah, that's fine. I watched a movie from, like, 25 years ago last night as well, so we can just, we can really just have our finger on the pulse of of (laughs) pop culture and this country. Uh, Danielle, how are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing so great. I'm just so happy that I successfully bullied you and potentially some of our listeners into watching Inside Man, um, which is one of the things we will be discussing today. I just feel proud of myself. Inside Man, the TV show on Netflix, is much like the tape in The Ring, which is that once you've seen it, you have to successfully force someone else to watch it or else like it will haunt you. So I'm just glad I'm passing it along. I guess that's why I feel haunted right now because I (laughs) have no desire to make – I am a sympathetic soul. I'm a humanist. Mm. I would never force Mm. anyone to watch what I watched. You sound like (laughs) CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings, with a little Danielle mask on right now. You want people (laughs) to consume the content for $18.99 or whatever it is. Whatever it is. And I watched the whole season. There's only like four episodes. Yeah, because it's British. Very, very British, <laughs> which, we, which we will get into. <laughs> okay, so we have so much to talk about. We've got Inside Man on Netflix. We've got Survivor. We've got Benji the Hunted <laughs> and whatever you watched. I saw Glass Onion this week. I won't spoil it. It doesn't come out for the for the Gen Pop till Christmas. Yeah. I watched a film last night. With Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves called The Devil's Advocate. Oh my gosh, did you watch that because I referenced it? No, did I didn't know you did. Yes, I said when Brett and I were texting, I was like, David Tennant goes full Al Pacino as the devil. That's what I was referencing, Devil's Advocate. Oh, interesting. No, I see that's... That's funny because the devil's advocate came up in a completely separate conversation last night. I was at a friend's house and they're like, why don't we just watch it? And, and you hadn't seen it before? no. Wow, I saw that movie. I've seen that movie so many times. Iconic, so many times. Iconic performance from everybody in that film. Yeah. I mean, Charlize. If, yeah, Charlize looks great. If you want to see someone as the devil, I don't know if you're going to do better than Al Pacino. Pacino's just so, such a good actor. Sorry for listeners. For I mean, this is the <laughs> podcast. You're listening to it. You know what this is at this point. Pacino's just so crazy because for a full two and a half hour movie, he does the line reading like you see the lines on the piece of paper and he does a line reading in a way that no other human would imagine to read (laughs) these words this sequence of words and he does that for every line for the entire movie he just says every line in the craziest way possible and it's it's incredible yeah his name is john milton in the movie isn't Milton a fate? Like, isn't that a reference? Who's Milton? Milton's like a big time author. Yeah, John Milton, the poet. Oh, H- haven't you he heard of like, Milton? No. He, yeah, he wrote Paradise Lost. I heard of Milton Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> I can All I right. can roll some dice and spin some wheels and whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, we'll get into that too then because I love that movie. So let's start with Survivor. <laughs> okay. Do you watch Survivor? Have you been watching Survivor, Danielle? I did watch. Yes, I watched this episode of Survivor. I, I'm i going to say the same thing I say every week. Survivor this year is just a group of people who I don't really care about advancing <laughs> in small ways towards the end. Because even though, like they at one point in this episode, some man comes via boat and delivers them <laughs> the potential to win a clue. And they're all like scattered around trying to find the clue. And when they or the advantage, they didn't even think it was a clue. It's supposed to be just an advantage. But instead, it's a it's instead of it just being an advantage, it's of course like, great. Now you have the opportunity to win an advantage. But first you have to answer me these questions three. It's like a little trick inside the scroll where he has to um Cody's only finds it and he's like, he has to guess who's gonna win the challenge and then he'll win the advantage. It's all such a pain. I liked it. Whatever. I, Whatever. I mean, I mean Whatever. it would have been, been bummer if he didn't win. Like, I, I mean, trust yeah. me, like this thing is going down and I'm like, 
Gabler. You just got to write Gabler. Gabler is an insane person. Of course, yeah. Gabler is the one who's like, let's lerp walk. Let's lerp walk. This is how they did it in Vietnam, boys. And you're yeah. like, what is this? What are you talking about? Long range reconnaissance patrol. I get. I bet if someone really wanted to know what the Vietnam experience was like, they'd be so happy to be there with him. But I personally was, would not want to know. I guess we're, yeah, I wouldn't either. <laughs> I guess we're kind of past the point where this nation's, you know, eldest half of, of men are like obsessed with the Civil War and World War II. Yeah. Like all the people who are just into that, whether it's not lurping, but LARPing as a Civil War player or a Civil War player. I was like one of those boys, one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love bringing as a Civil War guy or reading uh, extensive uh, naval strategy books about World War II. Maybe that's just fading from consciousness and the new thing to do as like a 50-plus-year-old man is to be like, I'm a hardcore Vietnam strategist. Which I guess so. I remember I, U.S. did not actually win that war. So maybe the, the, well, the lurping was, was a bad strategy. I've asked this question. I'm Canadian. I've asked this question to my husband several times because it doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, how did the U.S. lose this war? You would think that the U.S. would have won this war. Oh, my God. Uh, but welcomes we in. don't need to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Richard, the Richard Nixon pod. Welcome to Hey, Richard, the new the Vietnam War history pod. Do you want yeah. me to mansplain or no? No, I don't want to. Okay. He's already told me several times. I don't want to hear it. We're talking about don't fun add us stuff. with the answer. Don't add the us only, with the answer. The only jungle I want to talk about is the jungle in Benji the Hunted. Okay. Oh my lord! Not even the jungle <laughs> and I in guess Survivor. Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Survivor. <laughs> um. So <laughs> this uh. You know, we we start off the episode. Sammy and Owen are left out. Sammy's Sammy's spiraling a little bit, and we get he like spirals. we get the story from home about him, and you're like, oh, who's whose sibling is is no longer with us with Sammy? And mm -hmm. it's like, no, it's like he just loves his mom. All right, yeah, it couldn't have. Well, it's 19. like when that happens, you're like, oh boy, yeah. Uh oh, he's either going home or he's not fifty fifty. But like, it increases the likelihood that he'll be going home when he when they get the. Uh, when they get the little montage of their history and you haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I have. Um, so that happens. We talked about the, the uh, advantage or the bet on an advantage advantage. We got to talk about this, about this uh, competition, the, ch the challenge. Yeah. Oh my God. How is this legal? Hey, that was my thought too. I was like this like, what the hell do you sign to be on Survivor? Because this is legit. Isn't this legitimately torture? Isn't this what Can they do to people in Guantanamo Bay? Like, this looks really dangerous. Not to reinvoke Vietnam, but like, this is something that like you do to to enemy soldiers. This is like something that happens to U.S. to American soldiers who are like caught as prisoners of war. Yeah, what, what, what are we myself, do? What are we doing out here? That's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't know if I want to think about um, torture tactics when I'm watching Survivor. That's not why I watch this show. Yes, I want the challenges to be difficult, but this really was very reminiscent of just—I mean, the potential to drown just seemed much too, much. too high. Too much. <laughs> if I'm I sure want to watch someone potentially drown. I'm watching White Lotus season two. Okay. You're watching Benji the Hunted. I'm sure he falls in the river <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I, it's, I, I, listen, I'm sure it's very safe. I'm mm. sure there are scuba divers with like bonus air hanging out down there. But I don't know. This was, this is too, this is like way too scary and dangerous for, for way me. Way too scary. And then at the end, didn't you catch after Carla and Owen win? He's like, all right, guys, now swim home. Yeah. <laughs> and they were pissed. They were like, what? Can't they have they a break? They were there for three hours. That was so long. I'm, I don't know how they did it. And they like kind of beat the game because the tide just went down. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. I don't like it. I think I think they should reconsider this challenge. It just was uncomfortable. It was incredibly compelling television. I was like, whoa, am I going to watch someone die right now? (laughs) I I didn't like it. And Um, do you know what was what was freaky? What was What? what rang my little alarm bells? Carla, who's an inevitable force. Mm, this mm-hmm. season, I say yes. probably one week before she gets voted out. Carlo, we all know this. Carla had the dream, the sex dream about yes. Jeff <laughs> and the chicken. Yes. Carla, we're like, she's like the last, her and Owen are there. And like the tide is like high. The tide is like drowning high. And Blondie, the tide is high. And she just like sticks out her mouth and she's like, love you, Jeff. <laughs> to me, that was like, <laughs> I love you forever. I'm about to sacrifice my life. Like, if I yes. don't come up from this, if I just fall to the bottom of the sea, I love yeah. you, Jeff. You and me are intertwined cosmically because of everything that's happening right now. She shot her shot is what that felt like. She was like, yeah. if I go out, I can't go out without letting Jeff know how I feel. And that was it. And then she's like Jack. She just like sinks to the bottom of the ocean. While <laughs> no, Jack she stands wins. On, while Jack stands on a little <laughs> piece of wood. That's big enough for everybody to fit on. Mm, let's not get into that. Oh uh, yeah, no, that's very hey, hey, hey. It's a very twee argument. So so Carla and Owen win the thing, and Cody guessed that Owen would win, so he is also one. Immunity. I was so wrong on that. I would just I would have wrote Gabler in all caps, and he was the first out. So what do I know? Yeah, I really give Cody credit. He's trying so hard to make this season fun. <laughs> I think we have to get, we have to psych ourselves up to like the possibility that Cody's actually a really good survivor player. Oh, I, th- I think he probably is. Like he, he is fun. It's just this cast as a whole is not good. Like together, the chemistry together doesn't work for me. Yeah, everyone individually is like seems like a good, con- like a, a very like worthy contestant, and I like them. Yeah, but yeah, there's like something's not working out right, and I guess there aren't. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of like Philip Baker halls on this, and there's no Al Pacino's. You know? Wow, wow. Okay. There's a lot of yeah. bit players. There's a lot of yeah. that guy. There's a lot of Dylan Bakers. Dylan Baker, <laughs> exactly. There's a lot. Dylan Baker, excellent actor. There's a lot of Dylan Bakers on this. Yeah. And yeah. there we need a couple of Pacinos. We need a couple Tucci's. We, a couple you of know, De Niro's. Yeah. We need a couple absolutely. De Niro's on this. And yeah. it's just, it's not there. And while some freaks like me would gladly go see Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross with a million Dylan Bakers, yeah. you know, it's not, you want to have a star there. You want to have I'm Hugh so, Jackman there. Absolutely. And there are so few stars these days because as Quentin Tarantino pointed out weeks ago, we didn't even discuss it, but like there are no movie stars in Marvel movies. The stars are the characters and that's a big part of pop culture now. So we're just lacking a lot of true stars. And that's, the tr- that's also true for Survivor. USA True stars. Characters welcome. Characters welcome. <laughs> um, so uh, Sammy gets sent home. Sam, yeah. So because he was here. he was just messy. He's young. He was like trying to do too much. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's like the final chapter in the book is like Sammy came in. He played pretty well to start, and but his whole thing at least to the camera, not to anyone else's. I'm 19, but I'm telling everyone I'm 21 or 22, whatever it was. I don't want to be seen as this young guy. I want to be seen as an adult. I don't even want people to know my real age. I am like mature beyond my years and physical beyond my years. And like, I can win this game and be the youngest winner. Um, But it, it caught up to him. Like he just completely melted down and played extremely immaturely in the last he lost it. Round, he lost basically. Yeah. Yeah. So he basically was who he said he didn't want to be. Right. Well, he maybe they'll have him back. He's he was fine. He ended up not being as like problematic as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> uh something that is problematic. Yes. 
shot in the dark. Oh, shot in the dud. <laughs> so, that's how they all are, though. Even this, like the fact that Cody had to write in pencil his little guess on the card and then give it the card to Jeff and it's this whole thing. I'm just so, can we have a straightforward twist that's very clear? It's like, it's like, if you find this piece of paper, you win the game. Like, yeah. that's it. Golden that's snitch. Golden snitch on the island next year. Yes. Season, season 43. It's too much. Yeah. Uh, we just got to get rid of shot in the dark. It's just like not. It's just not compelling at all. I mean, even visual, it's just visually not even compelling. Like. No. As, as I've said before, I, I forget if this was about, this might have been about Big Brother. Like, make a prop. Make a giant dice. So yeah. Frenchie could throw the giant dice. That's good television. Yeah. The shot in the dark, he, like, puts a little die into a box, but it doesn't even matter how it rolls because he has to take out a piece of paper from a thing anyways. And then Jeff reads the little piece of paper. Make it make it a big thing. Make him have to drop a ball down a, a hole in a whole, like, Rube Goldberg machine, and then, like, it chops his foot off if he loses or something like that, you know? Yes. More – Amputations. Yeah, make it like so there's an equal chance of all things happening and it snuffs out his torch if he mm-hmm. loses. Like, I don't know. It's just like more. snuff that torch. <laughs> yeah, break that glass. Shake that thing. Miss, can I, can I? <laughs> Did you see the. Do you watch when the, the losing contestant says their goodbyes over the credits and they show who, who voted for what? Who voted no, for I don't watch that part. This was After- actually an incredible one today. Okay, Sammy's go goodbye. Yeah. He was like, he was, he was very, you know, like happy and proud of what he did, but he was like, yeah, so um I was when I won a million dollars, I was gonna buy a Tesla, but my mom doesn't like electric vehicles, so this worked out for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you like electric vehicles? That, that, yeah, exactly. How can you? Maybe she's like <laughs> super woke, and she's like, I need she knows that Elon is like not a good dude, and she doesn't want to support his business. But it seemed like it was more like she does not support electric vehicles in general, which I'm a right. little bit more confused about. <laughs> yeah, because he name checked Tesla anyway. But no, it's not Tesla; it's electric vehicles. Whatever, throwing his mom under the bus, classic teenager thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it was just uh, it was just like a weird sentence to hear. And I was like, well, okay. Uh, um, well, that's it for Survivor. It's coming to a close soon. Yeah, I think I think next week is the last reg- like the probably the penultimate episode, and then right. the week after they'll go from five to one in a single episode. Usually, it's like they usually do like two. <laughs> Two uh, two tribals in that episode, so right. Um, um, we're getting to the end here. I mean, I think I think Cass probably has like the least good shot, but everyone has an opportunity to win. And then also, like that's the fun thing about Survivor is that like you're the survivor at the end. You can you can play a relatively weak game and argue that well, I survived. I'm the most yes. survivor, and you can win. So even if you kind of have a weak game, then you actually have as much of a shot to win at the end as I anybody think else. Jesse right now is my pick to win just because every he's not, he has no part in any episode. He's been completely forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Cody and Jesse are sort of like, they're the actual puppet masters of the season. Like they're, yeah. they're actually kind of leading most of what's happening politically in the tribe, but also no one is really suspecting them at all. That's why I think right. Cody is like, man, man, Cody's actually probably going to win this game. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'd be a fine winner. I'm fine with that. We have to talk about the uh, the winner of our lives this week. I'm just antsy to talk about Inside okay. Man. Okay, we're gonna talk about Inside <laughs> Man. Okay, thank you, Survivor. Bye. Okay, so I watched this first episode, and I immediately was like, "No one has talked about this show." Okay, yes, Brett. Okay, can you just like set up why the hell we're even talking about this show? The reason we're talking about this show is because I watched it and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how is no one talking about this? 
can't believe they gave this man money. The guy who made this show also made Sherlock, which I understand people love. Tumblr loved Sherlock. Danny didn't watch Sherlock. I respect Benedict Cumberbatch and the people who love him, but I never really got into it. So it's the same guy who did Sherlock. And I know it's a big hit. So I figured if he did that show, then surely this show will be interesting or like well-made. At the very least, well-made. Okay. Narrator. It wasn't. (laughs) Plus it has Stanley Tooch. And I like David Tennant. I didn't watch Doctor Who either. I'm not British, guys. But I still respect David Tennant as a pop culture actor. So I thought this would be some... It's only four episodes? I thought, great. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It's going to be a fun little romp. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And that's why I texted Brett and I was like, you have to, like, we must discuss. We have to let our audience, all 12 of you know <laughs> what we have been through. This mo- this show is, like, I've never seen anything like it. I don't know. I have not seen anything like it. The show is horrible. <laughs> shows okay and i'm actually i liked sherlock i watched all like nine of the sherlock mini movie episode thingies with benny yeah. and marty the other guys yeah. mortimer whatever his name is <laughs> it was <laughs> moriarty, good moriarty <laughs> it was good so danielle's like you need to watch this show i just need i can't even explain it to you but we have to talk about it on the podcast so i say okay and we're going to have to get into spoilers here and yeah, literal, literal, like absolutely serious trigger warning here. There is like yes. quite a bit of really, really gross and disgusting topics and like horrifying, just horrifying stuff of sexual nature, I shall say, uh, happening thematically in this show in terms yeah. of sexual violence and stuff and other things. So like forewarning that that is in this stupid show and the show starts and it's they're on they're in like a tube the london tube right they're in like yes. the subway yeah and the opening scene is like <laughs> this kind of drunk gross british young man who's classic like brit classic brit oh <laughs> Come, come here, love. Uh, he, he's like being, he's just like being gross on the yeah. fucking subway. Like he was like, he's like trying to hit on some woman who's like obviously not into it. And then another woman like takes a picture of him and he, then he's like really mean to her. And he's like, but he, he goes up to her and he's like, Oi, give me your phone. I'm going to delete that picture you took of me. And she's like, okay. And she gives him her phone. Okay, go ahead. Is this what happens in London? Because in New York City, <laughs> if a man, if anybody said to anybody, hey, give me your phone, the other person would say, fuck you. The yeah. F- get the fuck out of here. Like, no one would do that. But this woman literally gives a, like, who knows? Is he a murderer? Is he a, uh, is he yeah, a people? Up here? Is he a robber? Like, what is going on? What is going on? But it just doesn't make any sense. And the whole thing ends with this whole, like, women can do it if they band together sort of thing where all the women take out their phones and they all start live streaming to Facebook, this guy Wait. being gross on the subway. And it's like, yay, we can all do it. We stop the evil, bad rapist, assaulter, groper guy. And it's like, yay, we did it. And then the show starts and it's like, <laughs> all right, let's get to, let's get to the men. David Tennant, Stanley's huge. I'm one of the main characters of the show. And it's like, we don't really come back to this at all. And it's like, we never it's come man back time to- now. It's man time. The first, the opening credits start and it's like, Tucci, Tennant, Tucci, Tennant. It's inside <laughs> man, not inside woman. <laughs> okay. But even this first scene, I have such a big problem with because this first scene, so yeah, like Brad said, this creepy guy is being creepy. That being said, lawyer Danny has logged on. He is not actually breaking any laws. He's just being gross. And we can all agree, we don't like gross boys on the subway being nasty. So of course, I support the women in holding up their phones and recording him. But one of the women who becomes one of our main characters, Janice, (laughs) her name is Janice, 
she's she's the one who starts recording and is like, and we're live on Facebook and the cops are watching. Cops, please come arrest this man at the next stop. They get to the next stop. The cops are there and they arrest him. Okay. They arrest him for what? He didn't commit any crimes. Sorry. He was just creepy. He didn't like touch anyone. The only thing <laughs> he, he did was he asked anyone. a random stranger for their phone <laughs> and she was stupid enough to give it to him. Exactly. And he gave it back, but, I think. But yeah, I think so. But then the first lady who he was being creepy to goes up to Janice and is like, hey, thanks for streaming to Facebook Live. That was really smart of you to do. And Janice goes, actually, I wasn't. I don't even have Facebook on my phone. <laughs> so how did the cops? No, because cops every there? other woman in the car start took out their phone. It's like, I'm on Facebook too. I'm on Facebook live too. That happened, I believe. Okay. But then the girl who was getting harassed is like, I'm an investigative journalist. And I she takes out her card and it says, <laughs> Beth Davenport, investigative journalist. <laughs> I don't For believe who? I don't believe that is what it said. Like if you're an investigative journalist, I don't believe that's actually your title. <laughs> no. And for who? She's just a freelance investigative journalist. Why was she going to wherever the hell she was going? Why wasn't she in the big city? Who does she work for? Who does she write for? This was <laughs> so crazy. And she was the worst. She was like the lead. You'd think an investigative journalist would have a little like brassy balls, like, hey, perv, get away from her. At least get up. She was the meekest one in the train. Anyway. That's Beth Davenport for you. Anyway, Beth, Beth really wants to interview Janice. Beth is like desperate to interview Janice because Janice <laughs> pretended to record this on Facebook Live. She's like bribing Janice. She's, she's like, like please, please meet me for a coffee. And, and Janice is like, no, I don't think I will. And she's like, will you think about it? And she's like, I'll think about it. But the answer will always be no. And, it's just, and okay, mind you, from this point on, the tone is like Joss Whedon. <laughs> Robert yes. Downey Jr. in the shawarma house, like <laughs> being like, boom, 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 like pure, it's goofy. like Allie McBeal. I don't even yes. know about it. Like, it was yes. just like funny TV, Gilmore like Girls. CW, Gil yes. yeah, Gilmore Girls, Gilmore <laughs> Girls. The tone is Gilmore Girls to all of this. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. So it's like very light. It's very light, very fun. And so then we get so great. She gets picked up in the car by David Tennant, who's a vicar. He is a vicar, honey. He's wearing his little priest label. He's a priest. And He's an English priest, I think. Yeah, I but, I, but I was like, is. wait a minute. In England, priests can fuck. Because he's got a kid. He, he drives married. too, I guess. He has a car. <laughs> they let him do everything in there. <laughs> so he's Henry the VIII really got like what he wanted out of the is that what it reformation is? Is it of the church. I don't know. Angli Anglicism? I don't know. I went to an ang Anglicism school, actually. Yeah, how did that work this. out? <laughs> anyway, so we get to the um, church where, because it's David Tennant first, right? We do I his guess story so. First. I thought we had the scene with Tucci at this point, but maybe not. No, oh, no, yeah, no. We had a scene at the. No, no. The, the next scene is with Tucci. We get we okay, meet so we, we, to we Tucci. meet Tucci, and here is where we have to talk about how British the show is, because yeah. this, at this point, the show travels to America. <laughs> which, and, which is, is the most revealing part of the show's <laughs> Britishness. <laughs> so crazy. So well, you know, America. Yeah, go ahead. Danielle, do you know how when like they make a movie and it's like, oh, they have to go south of the border to like Mexico to stop the drug dealer <laughs> or they have yes. to go to Morocco to stop the terrorist or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. color grading is like, oh, yes. it's yellow now. The screen is just <laughs> yes. yellow now. So it's like, <laughs> viewer, you are now in Mexico. Everything is like yellow. <laughs> or you're in the Middle East. Or like yes. if something takes place. In like, Golden hues, baby. If something takes place, oh, we have to go to Russia to show the evil Russian spy department. Yes. Everything's like really pale and blue and washed yeah, out. Washed out, yeah. So, you know the show takes place in America because they give Amer America the Mexico filter. Yeah. Well, it's also like it's in America. Where in America? I guess somewhere where they have the death penalty. But I could not pin which state we were in. Because it looks like the desert... <laughs> It looked like the desert, but then there was like mountains <laughs> and then there was like palm trees. It was very hard to tell. And very then there's like the tell. Route 66 Hotel. <laughs> yeah. we, we, 
this show, okay, it's Stephen Moffat is the you know writer main guy on it who did the my the, enemy the, now the Sherlock shows or whatever. Tucci is American. I do not believe Tucci sets foot in America very often. Like, isn't his whole thing is that he's like he's in Italy. lives in Italy with his beautiful wife and like they yes. make you know Pasta. raviolis. Yes, um, is quite apparent. Everyone in the scene, acting wise, other than Tucci and Dylan Baker, is British. Like yeah. they just like, okay, we need to make it more American looking. Let's make it dirty and yellow and stuff. Let's do the same thing that America does when they want to show Mexico sure. in a movie. We're gonna do that, but in but for America, they build a set. It looks like a prison on the inside or whatever. But it's all British, and it's like clearly British actors are playing the guards and stuff because they're yeah. like, "Hey, you they're get fancy. over here!" And they're like, "Over," they're, <laughs> they're over pronouncing their R's a little bit because they want to sound American. Hoity-toity. And so, there we're in this uh, visitors' room, interrogation room in the prison or whatever, and it's Tucci. It's another prisoner, and they just like, man, they have rapport. They they're bouncing off each other like. Again, yeah. like Downey Jr. and Tom Holland, man, they're just doing the the Spider Man three, Spider Man two, yeah. bounce bounce them offs, and then there's like this man who is being played as a completely low status, and he's like sweaty and disheveled and stuff, and for some yeah. reason he's wearing the pin, the seal of the American of the U.S. president, the presidential seal. He's wearing <laughs> that, and. The guards in a very fake American accent are like, you can sit here if you want, but these men are animals. They're going to kill you. They're going to rip their chains off and rip your fucking head off. They don't say fuck. But they're like, here's the panic button. And all that is to set up that these guys are like death row inmates. But when the guy sits down, it's like a clear – what happens is – Clearly something that happens all the time and something that they reveal in the plot that happens all the time, which is Stanley Tucci is a murderer who murdered his wife, but he is repenting and he's just like solving weird cases like Sherlock Holmes or like Hannibal Lecter, but he's solving them from his jail cell, essentially, and he just takes weird cases. And this man, he's like, like, by the way, I'm Senator Johnson from the great state of Arizona. And you're like, what? This guy's a U.S. Senator and nobody knew knew that? Why is he wearing the seal of the the president? Is it just because some British set designer was like, this looks American enough? Put it on this guy. Yeah, they're patriotic there. Dylan Baker, also the entire time, Dylan Baker is wearing a pin of the American flag on there. Dylan Baker is the warden of the prison. And they're like, Anyone who needs to be American in this show has to wear a pin of some kind signaling that they're American. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But so here's the really annoying part about, well, there's so many actually, but so the senator comes to Stanley Tucci for help because he's like, I keep getting these weird messages. Every time my wife and I have sex, I get a deposit of $250.50, whatever, some specific number. And I just need your help because it's freaking me out. And meanwhile, there's like all this exposition of like, oh, the senator is like a Brett Kavanaugh. Like he has a history of raping women, but he's never been he's been cleared. And it was so long ago, blah, blah, blah. So we're meant to say like, okay, Stanley Tucci and his friend are obviously horrible characters who have killed and are on death row. But they're not as bad as this guy. Like we root for them. Tucci's friend is like, yeah, I've killed like 13 or 14 people, but I didn't kill my mother, though. Like it was the pneumonia that killed her. My mother. I only ate her afterwards. LOL. Like, it's all yeah, played it's for comedy. Again, weird. Gilmore Girls is the tone. It's all played for laughs. And it's, it's so super weird. weird. Meanwhile, Senator Kavanaugh is like, yeah, I might have raped someone in the 70s. And you're like, why is this funny? This is not none of, none of this is funny. Why are they playing this for humor right now? It's so weird. Yeah. So, so Stanley Tucci is like, whatever, get out of here. I'm not going to help you. Your case is too easy. Because he's already figured out because he's the professor of criminology or he was was the professor of criminology. Oh, Where really? I forget. Oh Stanford? I don't know. So he already American figured University. out. American <laughs> University. Exactly. And his protege, the other guy, is like, wait, I don't get it. And Stanley Tucci's like, it's so obvious. Just think about it. And so me, as the audience, that to me tells me, okay, there's some really fun clue that I just didn't 
think about that's going to be revealed in the next scene. No, they make you wait like half a fucking hour this is, before. This is the runner throughout you. the entire episode. This is like the last scene is when they reveal it because every ensuing scene with Tucci and his murderer friend, they're in their cells, which are right next to each other. So they just like talk to each other and stuff. And let me just say, the cells look so luxe. They are big. They look fabulous. They are big. Yeah. <laughs> they, it's like and American prisons like are great. I was like, okay, two people in, in a cell this big, sure. Yeah. Everyone's spreading out. Everyone's spreading out. Maybe, you know, maybe we we don't have, I know the news says there's a crime wave. There's not a crime wave. Crime is going down. There's less people on death row because less people are committing crimes or we're killing them. And there's just more room to spread out. Anyways. Yeah. So this is like the runner through the episode of there's like two, probably two or three additional scenes before we find out like the answer to the riddle with the senator's situation. And it's so poorly written because the friend is like, I still don't get it. The riddle from the beginning of the episode. What is it? And yeah. it's just not even <clears throat> It's not even written well because they always have to reference the fact that it's like, hey, remember this conversation we had with the senator at the beginning of the episode, the senator with the pin on who had, was sexually assaulted someone like just have just don't do exposition on it. People will figure it out. People are not stupid. You can just have the character be like, yeah, I still can't figure out the two hundred and thirty dollars thing. Not. Yeah, I still can't figure out the $230 thing. You know, the thing from the conversation that we had earlier with the senator in the jail cell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just do that constantly. And it's so overwritten and it's so annoying. But so the even more annoying thing is once Stanley Tucci at the end of the episode finally reveals it. And he's the whole time he's so fucking annoying because he's like, you have to just concentrate and then you'll get it. So the whole time I'm thinking, okay, there's something to do with the number. Maybe the numbers represent a letter or maybe like there's a very obvious um, thing about the senator. I was just like, it has to be obvious. Then once Stanley Zuji finally explains it, he's like, think about it. And by the way, they never talk about therapy, but he's like, wouldn't you, if you were married to a senator, need therapy? And if you had a therapist, wouldn't you have to pay them? And if the therapist was <laughs> like, he just goes, if the therapist is a 50 year old woman, she would have to enhance the screen on her phone. Like it just kept convoluting and convoluting where at the end of the thing, the end of the day, the point is the the answer is that one of the women who the senator assaulted now works for him and she paid the therapist. She's like the office manager for the senator. (laughs) So when the wife texts her, pay therapist $250 because the screen size of the letters is so big (laughs) on the phone. And we don't know. Because because it must be. It There's must no be. Proof. Yeah, like we never, I don't know. And we don't know anything about this. This is all just like assumed by Tucci. He's like, it's oh, because the letters are so big on her phone because she must be so old that it doesn't say therapist. It says because the lines, the letters have to cross the off into the, the line break. It says pay the rapist $250. So the office manager is paying the senator, the senator who, she, who, who she, raped her. Yeah. Meanwhile, they're like, well, that would be weird. Wouldn't the uh, ther- actual therapist <laughs> be like, yo, where's the money? Why haven't you paid me? And they're like, yeah, yeah. The therapist is also getting paid too for some reason. And they, <laughs> they kind of just like circle back on it. And it's like, hey, isn't it funny that therapist and the rapist are words that go together? This and if you make one word bigger, it looks like it's the other set of words. But um, Gilmore Girls. It's literally a joke from '90s SNL Celebrity Jeopardy with um Sean Connery, Sean Connery and Alex Trebek. Yeah. Like you cannot tell me that Stephen Arrested Moffat didn't Development just watch did the that. same thing. <laughs> yeah, as well. What the hell? And it's just gross and poorly acted and poorly written. It's just a and you're weird- like. And this, Why were they making me feel like I was stupid? I was never stupid this whole time. They were stupid the way they wrote this show. <laughs> and Danielle, 
We haven't even begun to scratch the surface in terms of the offensive, <laughs> in terms of offensive sexual content on this show. <laughs> I know. I'm so mad we even talked about Survivor because there's so much still to talk about. Okay, so the main plot of this show: David Tennant plays a vicar, and he and he. Now we're in England. Now we're in the country where Stephen Moffat is comfortable. The okay. color grading is very just like true tone. It's accurate to. Yes. Real life. It's not, doesn't have the yes. sepia filter on it anymore. We're not in America anymore. Yeah, exactly. We're in church where David Tennant just gave a fucking great sermon or something, but he's in the back and one of his little helpers, I don't know, choir boys, who's old, he's like 30 something, comes in and is like, please, you have to take this flash drive. If my mom finds it, she's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> and, and David Tennant's like, I don't want your flash drive full of porn. Like, he obviously, he's like, it's obviously porn. I don't want it. Yeah, he's, he's the like, cool please. vicar. He's like, I can talk about porn. Yeah. It's cool. I yeah, had sex. Look sex. at me. Yeah. Look at me. I'm David Tennant. But then he sees that the choir boy has tried to kill himself because he sees the scars on his wrists. And he's like, okay, well, I don't want him to try to kill himself again. So fine, I'll do him a favor, do him a solid this one time, and I'll take the flash drive. And then he does it in the nick of time because the guy's mom comes in and is like, oi, you better not be starting trouble. <laughs> like, and she's so clearly like a 25-year-old actress wearing a gray wig. <laughs> like, why was she, why did they make the mom the same age as her son just wearing a gray wig? It was weird. It was weird. So, so she's, but we're meant to believe, oh, she's so abusive to this poor kid. Yeah, so anyway, be, yeah, they go off. Yeah, after Tenet leaves, she like smacks him over the head with his purse. And she's like, you're a fucking sick, disgusting little boy. <laughs> so anyway, they leave. Tenet goes and picks up Janice from the train station after Janice has been harassed by Beth, the journalist, into doing a story. He picks her up. They have a little banter in the car, and you're like, oh, these two are cool with each other. They're friendly. They're friends or they're brother and sister. Like, I don't even really yeah. understand the relationship, and it took me Until deep into back. the episode to figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you get back to the house, and it turns out she is not his friend. She is a maths, because we're in England, maths, maths. tutor. To his like sixteen year old son, who looks nothing like him or his wife, and doesn't and looks like he's twenty six as well. <laughs> yeah, and the wife is going to play golf. This is such a British and also show. it's like it's like noon, and the son's like, "Can I go to a music festival today, Dad?" <laughs> and he's like, "What? Like, well, first of all, what day is it? Because it just feels like Wednesday right now." <laughs> Also, and also, like, it's like a music festival. Planned in advance for this. Music like festivals bucks. are things people plan very much in advance for. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's just like a local, you know, thing down at the the fairgrounds or whatever. And well, they try to play this. It's Stratford like the wife's going whatever, to golf, but <laughs> the wife's going to golf. Janice is here. The kid wants to go to the music festival, and all the, and it's like very kind of um, you know, a comic. What's the word like behavior comedy bears comedy bears like oh we're going into like this room farce. and then it's, this it's, goofy it's, thing again, is happening. Gilmore Girls in tone. It's like very yeah. peppy. The internet's out. How are we going to oh, do our math lesson? Oh yeah, the internet's out. <laughs> and then he uh, tenant he takes his keys, his car keys out of his pants, and he puts them in a the little dish full of car keys in the front. And he also takes out the thumb drive full of porn, and he puts it next to the keys. And it's just like, uh oh, someone's going to get their hands on the th on the thumb drive, and. You never know. Yeah. Right. Because we get a good close up of that thumb drive. And guess what? It was, they were right to give us that close up because the kids, like, we don't need the internet. Here, just put the files on this flash drive for me. And so Janice is like, great, perfect solution. So she, so the mom's gone. The kid and David Tennant are still there. Janice puts the flash drive into her computer and it, and we don't see what's going on, but we see her we reaction. And know. this is while, we know. This is while Tennant and, um, the kid are still arguing with the music vessel, but she's like freaking out over what she's seeing. And at that point, everyone in the right mind is like, oh, it's not just porn, it's child porn, obviously. Obviously. Yes. Makes sense. So she's freaking out and they're like, <laughs> this is where the show is like, see, we're actually smart. We're going to have the characters know that it's porn and admit that it's porn. Isn't Even the cool vicar. And the, yeah. the student, the kid comes in and she's like, has this look on her face and she's like, yeah, it's my porn. Everybody watches porn, right, old lady? You know, like, we're all cool here. And then and then Tenet comes in and it's like, no, it's my porn. It's my porn. We're all cool with porn in this house. And yeah. we're like, and we, we know it's something much more sinister porn. than that. Yeah. 
But we know it's something much more sinister than that. And why, again, is this being played like a Amy Sherman Palladino thing, whatever, that, <laughs> whatever her, her name hat. is? Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> and, that, and her silly little hats that she wears. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, Janice is horrified. They're goofing. Finally, the kid goes to his music festival. And Janice is like, um, David Tennant, it's child porn. And David Tennant is like, oh, shit. Now, in this moment, if they were actually smart, the writers and David Tennant, he would just say, listen, I took it from this guy at my church. I told him I would hold it for him. Like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't no know what, what, it, what it was, but now yeah, I, I am bound by like ethics to do something about yes. it. Please let me know. I'm a fucking I'm a vicar. I'm a man of God. Let's call. Let's call the cops together right now. Like, whatever. At that point is when you say that. Instead, he's like, it's mine. <laughs> it's not my son's. It's mine. Because she's like convinced. She's like, it's. she's convinced it's the son's. And he's like doing anything he can to be like, no, it's mine. For sure, it's mine. And it's like, dude, we all... Janice says at one point, like, I watch CSI. (laughs) She knows so much about forensics. Okay, if you know about forensics, you know there's also, like, computer forensics, where if either he or the son actually looked up child porn, when you call the FBI, they're going to find another trace of it somewhere. Okay? So if they did, like, I'm just sorry. I'm going down this path of, like, realistic, here's what, what actually happened. But instead of that... David Tennant charges at Janice, throws her phone on the ground, and then, like, hits her face. So she's bleeding from the face. No, she, like, falls down and, like, hits her head against, like, the kitchen island sort of thing. And she's, like, bleeding bleeding from from her forehead. One thing after another. First, he hits her phone, which is bad. Then she falls and scrapes her face. That's really bad. But then she starts being like, I'm going to tell everyone your child is a pedo. Which is not what you want to be doing when someone who could probably overpower you. You know, Janice is like a small woman. David Tennant's really skinny, too, but he's tall. So and he seems like scrappy. So she keeps saying this. (laughs) Finally, they get to an open door and he pushes her down the stairs into the basement and locks her in there. That's I mean, other stuff happens, but this is basically it. And again... I just Googled Amy Sherman Palladino. Four of the five top images she's wearing a giant top hat. (laughs) (laughs) This is all played like a fucking episode of like Marvelous and Mrs. Maisel. And they're like, well, we'll join her. This is the child porn. You're like, no, this is horrible. It is. And like, here's the problem, though. The way this show is written I kept thinking, like, they have to be... They're going to pull something else out of the hat. Like, there has to be some gotcha on me, the viewer. It can't just be... This can't just be the show. So I kept watching, thinking, like... Honestly, my theory was, like, oh, it probably was David Tennant. David Tennant actually is, like, a fucking disgusting vicar with child porn. Maybe he, like, abused that guy, you know, even when that guy was a kid or something. I don't know. I was just like, there's got to be some other thing going on. And let me spoil you right now. Okay. There clear. isn't. No, there it was isn't. clear from the start that he is because <laughs> the mother the mother knew that he was a, a pedo. Yeah, so he tries... There's all this stuff, like, David Tennant t- tries... They keep her in the fucking basement. And then when the wife comes home and finds her in the basement, by the way, the wife is like, well, there's only one thing to do. Not call the cops. Not turn my husband in for being crazy. Not any of that. Let's kill her. No, the first thing she does, she goes, there's only one thing we should do. And she slams down like the Domino's menu on the table. And she's like, we got to order her food because she's probably getting hungry. We got to order her food. This is so stupid. This is so Dumb. Uh, meanwhile, the way this all ties together is at the end, the Amy Sherman Palladino, like uh, investigative germ- journalist, Beth Davenport, sorry, investigative journalist goes to like Arkansas or whatever and is like, hey, Stanley Tucci, I've got the case for you. And I, I imagine he takes it because that's how television works. But He does take it. And the case is like to find Janice because the last person Janice contacted is Beth, the journalist, because she she's like the last person in her phone because they had that altercation or that interaction. And she texts her the photo of David Tennant, like reaching for her. 
It's a blurry picture. You can't see David Tennant's face. You can't, there's no information from this photo. And yet, a death row inmate with no internet access solves the case. He solves the case. Beth goes back and, and this all takes place, by the way, over the course of like two nights. But Beth goes to Arkansas, comes back to England at a certain point. Oh my God. I, this show develops into so much, but I'm going to just tell you right now, the wife ends up going to Janice's empty apartment to try to destroy some evidence, but then she gets caught. Evidence by of Beth, what? What did Janice do? <laughs> Janice is a freak. That's the other problem. Janice is nuts. She keeps taunting them to kill her. She keeps saying like, and she tries to pit them against each other. She keeps saying like, you know what you could do? You could shove this sock in my mouth. Like she keeps trying to get them to do worse things to her. At one point I was like, okay, is the story that Janice is actually a secret? Like this is her fetish. She loves being like locked up in a basement. And then I was like, is Janice, there's just so many webs I spend. I was like, Janice has got to be Stanley Tucci's ex-wife. And actually she's not dead. She escaped. Like I was like, there has to be more to this show. I can't believe, I can't believe that this is, just the show. It I can't believe so this just made stupid. it on television. It's just so lazily written. It's so, <laughs> br- it's it's like atonal or it's like, it's just, it's ri- again, it's written like an episode of The West Wing, like a funny episode where like <laughs> CJ has to go on a date with like the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, and, but it's like, like oh, oh, I have the child board. No, I have the child. And they're playing hot potato with like exploitive yes. images of, of young children. And you're like, I don't know how to feel right now other than just like very upset that I'm even watching this. And uh, it stinks. It stinks. Janice lives. David Tennant lives. The wife gets hit by a bus. Of course. I hate that scene. They do this scene all the time now. It's like a character's having an argument. And they and stand then they out in the middle of the street. Yeah, I'll exactly. tell you what. And then they <laughs> get hit by the fucking bus. I have a devil's advocate. It happens in everything. It's horrible. And I just want you to know, the end of the show, the very end of this whole series, is David Tennant goes to prison because he gets caught keeping Janice. Janice survives, but he got caught keeping her in his basement. And he's in prison in like an absolutely fabulous sweater. Because I think that it looks like the the prison uniforms in Britain are chic AF. So he's wearing this great sweater. And he's having... Death Row guys (laughs) have these white jumpsuits with their names embroidered into them. Like they're on a yeah. bowling team. Like they're nice. Like yeah. it's nice embroidery. It's nice. That's where the budget's gone, yeah. baby. But so he's having a video chat with Stanley Tucci. Like why would We're the, both any the inside man now? Why, but why would they allow? Why would they say, yeah, let's make sure we schedule a time, hook up the computers, make sure they're both comfy so they can have a little chat. Why would they let them do this? These two fucking randos. They, they don't know each other. The other guy, Stanley <laughs> Tucci probably just like figured it out. Like, oh, obviously. Isn't it so simple? The same way that $230 was simple. Obviously, she's in the basement of her- She's a vicar. Uh, the, her client, this, this teenage student who's a vicar who, you, like, obviously, like, he probably just says that in the third episode. Like, obviously, it's all these things. <laughs> it is. Well, there's like a whole mobster. Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! An American mobster or like a British mobster? No, British mobsters. Oh my god! British mobsters. We're gonna go. It is the worst. I hated every character. They were all oh horrible. God. Um. Okay. So I just I'm so happy you watched that episode this, though, because can you imagine me talking telling you about this without you having seen it? I tried to. I I went out well, with some friends last night. We watched. Uh, Devil's Advocate has a little nightcap. <laughs> and uh, I tried explaining this because I was like, I knew I had to talk about it this morning on the pod. And I was like, I tried explaining the show to them. And I left, I completely left out the whole thing about the senator and that he's a, like a rapist. The and rapist. I completely yeah. left out any of the child porn stuff because I was like, once I throw this in, it takes a really dark turn and also gets five times more confusing. And I just needed yeah. to explain. I just was like trying to explain like Tuch- Stanley Tucci's to. in it and David Tennant's in it. And like half of it takes place in America, but it really clearly was shot in England with <laughs> British actors and like British set designers who were like, oh yeah, you know, the yeah. the light the electrical sockets where like one is sideways and one is a circle and one is a triangle. <laughs> Why you is know? the vicar the vicar lives in this amazing house? Do they make good money as vicars in England? Because it's an awesome house. Is why does he want to defend his 
his like friend the child porn well, thing because he's episode, like episode he tries to not he tries to go get the guy to admit it but the guy is like too smart he's like i know what you're trying to do i'm not gonna admit it <laughs> I, I would imagine i mean i don't know what the laws are for like i don't think there are laws that apply to religious people at all probably unfortunately right. but like here's the thing when you go to therapy when you here's the thing when you go to therapy in yeah. america at least your therapist says to you in your first session, hey, everything here is confidential, except, except yeah. if you are going to commit violence against yourself, against someone else, and like particularly against children, or if there's like child bad things going on here, I have to legally right. report it to the authorities. I would imagine something very similar exists in England. And I think the client therapist thing or the client lawyer thing or whatever. Privilege, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure there's probably not laws about it in terms of like your confidentiality with a religious member or a religious clergyman or woman or whoever. I understand maybe from his perspective, hey, if I am I'm the vicar of this town's church or whatever, if I give yeah. up, if I if I call the police on one of my parishioners and say, hey, he's a pedo, then no one's going to trust me when it comes time for their confession. I don't I don't know. Do other people do confession or is that just a Catholic thing? Sorry, I don't know. Anything. I think if anyone can have a little chat with he, the vicar. If, if he if I, the vicar, give up my pedophile parishioner to the cops then none of my community none of my other parishioners will um talk to me or trust me again i don't know i would still like, admit to coveting my neighbor's wife to the vicar if oh, I, he I outed a child molester i covet i'm a single <laughs> guy in I'd la it's beautiful my people, my people. i covet <laughs> i covet out here um okay i have to there's this one little bit in the last episode where <laughs> Janice is, he's trying to kill Janice by carbon monoxide poisoning. <laughs> but his son snuck into the basement, but he can't tell because the son's phone died, obviously, and they can't hear him. At the music festival. Him. He can't hear him because he's blasting classical music. And, and he looks up, how long does carbon monoxide take to kill someone on his computer? Of course. But then the doorbell rings and there's a delivery guy. The delivery guy's got a package. And David Tennant's like, oh, you've got the wrong address. And the delivery guy goes, oh, my bad. Hey, aren't you the vicar? And he's like, yeah, I am. He's like, the delivery guy goes, my mom loves you. Can you record a video saying happy birthday to her? <laughs> what? Who wrote this? What is going on? It's like, it's like he's famous. It's like you see him every week at church. He has to record a fucking he's video a like fucking a cameo. Loser who lives by himself at the church. He's like, but so he's like, he does he's like it. a dentist for your mind. He's like, did you floss this week? Did you read the Bible this week? And you're like, no, sorry, I will next week. I promise. That's all. His, that's all his job is. But so he does it. And the delivery guy's like, great. And you're keep thinking, like, okay, the delivery guy's going to hear the scream, going to smell the carbon monoxide, something. Nope. He just leaves. <laughs> they just did that just because. Cameo.com slash the, <laughs> slash the vicar. Can you just like, send my mom a thank you video? Do this TikTok it's dance. Happy birthday. But so that happens. It is so crazy. It is so like there are so many little moments like that that like I can just picture them high on life writing this scene being like and then the delivery man comes so he can't be sure that she's dead yet. It's so crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Danielle, yet again, um, we're going to have to save Benji the Hunted for another week. <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I'm never going to get to talk about Benji the Hunted. Okay, we should go to we had we a couple comments and questions. questions yeah. So we have to get to those. Um, okay. I just want to read this comment from Matt May 81. When it's not BB time, I put your podcasts on while working from home and pre pretend like I'm still in the office listening to two lazy coworkers talk about randomness in the cubicle next to mine that I have little to no contacts for. Too long. Don't read. I'm good. And he, that was in response to me saying that everyone should watch Inside Man. 
on Netflix, the TV show, not the movie. By the way, this is sullying the good name of Inside Man, which is a fabulous film oh by Spike Lee. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. It's good Inside Man. Good movie. Okay. Um, thank you, Matt. I'll just have you know, I have never worked in a cubicle in my life. It's all open floor plan, baby. Oh, yeah. So if you were listening to me talk, you wouldn't have the divider. You, I would be in your face. You would hear Our it company paid thousands of dollars for dividers when they can just have you sneeze all over each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, from Good Hair Person, how about that line at the end of Inside Man, thank you for watching, where David Tennant screamed in that woman's face, I'm the fucking Vicka. LOL or no LOL? Big LOL. I said this to Brett. At the end of the show... David Tennant just decided, actually, this show is a joke, and I'm going to play it like I'm Al Pacino as the devil. That was a devil's advocate reference. So, yes, it was so funny. He just gave up. He just started screaming and, like, having a good time. Good for him, you know? There's only four episodes. It's not getting a season two. Baba Yakshit, (laughs) also known as Chris Peanuts... (laughs) Wants to know, is the McRib going away for good this time? No. No, it's not. It's here to stay. I have, I have, here's the mansplaining time. The McRib is a function of economics. When the price of the cheapest pork imaginable hits a certain level, McDonald's buys it and turns it into the McRib season. McRib is Mm. back when the price of pork drops below a certain threshold. And then when it goes up again, they're like, oh, McRib is over. You never know when it's going to be back. I promise you when it's going to be back, probably a couple weeks after the price (laughs) of pork drops. Wow. Inside pork trading with Brett. Uh, From Emster Rocks, do you think Jason Sudeikis has watched Don't Worry Darling? Yes. No, I don't. Yes. Oh, really? I think so. I think he I watched think really... it. I think he sent the courteous okay. text of like, uh, you no, know, I, I, so. I uh, you know, I, I know how much work you put in. No. He didn't. He didn't say whether it was good or not because it wasn't. No, good. No, no. I bet he said that. I, I know how much work you put into it. Um, you know, congratulations on it. It was a no real. Way. It was a real piece of work. I couldn't disagree more. These two are not talking with. Uh, they're only talking through their lawyers right now. I guess they so. I mean, that's how texting. I would respond. So to all my okay. future exes, I would send you a, a <laughs> thoughtful text. We missed the most important uh, question. Which from one? From Emster Rocks. Where? At Emster Rocks. Please share your personal Spotify wrapped oh, on the yes. next pod. Okay. Yes. Um, mine... Who do you think my top played Lizzo person is? Taylor. Up Taylor. Close. T-Swift. No. Um, it was Bo Burnham. Oh, my God. Bo Burnham was like <laughs> up there for me last year. Um, and then it was Danny Elfman, the composer slash singer of Boingo Boingo. Is that for like child's music? No, that's my the- personal. I don't listen to I don't listen to any child music. I make her listen to what I listen to. Yeah. She doesn't know what's going on yet. Once Pantera. I think in the next couple of months she will. Yeah. But um first of all, shouts to Morgan Dunn who screenshotted that Hey Julie slash Hey Jeff was her top podcast on Spotify. Shout out. Smart, smart idea. My Spotify rap was fucked this year because I discovered the musical Hades Town this year. Which I listen mm. to a lot, and oftentimes I would have this the um, the soundtrack just like on repeat while I was working or whatever. Um, so that was like my number one album of the year. No surprise, I listened to it a lot. I fucking loved Hades Town; it was really good. <laughs> um, but you know, they do do the thing on the the soundtrack where like the individual performers are listed as the artist. So four of my top five artists are like this actor from Hades town, the other actor oh, from wow. Hades town, the other lead actor from Hades town. So four of the five are just like people in Hades town. So the only other, the only other, the only actual band that cracked the top 10 was, I think it was the magnetic fields. And there were definitely mm. some magnetic fields I didn't listen to Magnetic Fields a lot this year. I for really sure good. thought you were going to have a bunch of bands I'd never heard of, but I've actually heard of all of this. So yeah, mine. Uh, you know, n- n- this year, mainstream. this year, I, w- I won't listen to as much um, show tunes. I say that now, but I'm 
going to be in New York at least two times in the next six months. So who knows? I'm probably going to pick up. I'm probably going to see a musical and I'm probably going to become obsessed yeah. with a new musical. So you're going to see six. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Six, six looks great. I hear people really like Beetlejuice. Hmm. I don't know. I don't send know. me your, send me what shows I should see in, in on Broadway. Yeah. I'm so upset we still haven't talked about Benji the Hunted, but <laughs> we'll talk about it next week. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Tweet at us. Hey, Julie BB on Twitter. Send us an email, especially if you are the brand manager of a microdosing product that you want us to yeah. <laughs> talk about. Yep. <laughs> an email at heyjuliebigbrother at gmail.com. And we just love chatting with all of you even if we are your annoying office mates <laughs> thank you for listening bye jeff thank you so much yeah bye jeff <laughs>